intro. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. California. And the first time I became aware of Kathy, she was editing, she was a freelance editor, and she was editing my prize book for Barbara uh, Hart songs. And uh, I, I wanted, she made my book a better book. I have friends who have read all of my books, and I have a few of them who keep saying my favorite book was pirate's prize <laughs> even after all these years <laughs> and you helped you helped me make it the book it is that's what that. a good editor will do and uh, Kathy is in my opinion one of the best editors around she uh, uh, has been uh, instrumental in training other editors uh, you first started with uh, the Christian Pen, right? Right. Yeah, and then and Christian you moved Penn on Proofreaders and Editors Network. Yes, and then uh, Kathy is the author of several books, um, or one in a book or two, and then she's a she's the editor compiler of a series. Uh, Proofreading Secrets of Best Selling Authors is a really good book, not just because. She asked me to write some things for it, <laughs> but it does help to see it. It does help to know what other authors are doing, and then uh, maybe part of it will you will be able to say, "Wait a minute, I can I can proofread mine that way." And then she was she is is the editor and compiler of the Fiction Lovers Devotional series. There have been four books. Uh, 21 Days of, your picture's too small, Grace, 21 Days of Christmas, 21 Days of Love, and what, 21 Days of Joy. And Days of Joy. And Joy. And they are um, wonderful little devotionals which are all written by fiction writers. They're short stories with the devotional that, deals with what happened in the short story and uh, they make wonderful gifts they're a little hardback book that 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 are that's really a gift book she's a full-time freelance editor and writing mentor she teaches a writing she teaches at writing conferences across the country and is the director of the southern 
Southern California Christian Writers Conference, which is new uh, because they, they, she was just talking about doing that when she came through Texas a, a month or two ago, and, and uh, we spent time together. And then just recently I saw the announcement that Kathy is the new director for Mount Hermon's Christian Writers Conference, which is one of the top three. There are three top Christian Writers Conferences, and this is one of them. Uh, she is the owner of Christian Editor uh, Network, a parent company for Christian Editor Connection, the Christian Pen Proofreaders and Editors Network. And to find out more about Kathy, visit w w dot kathy k a t h y ad ide all one word k a t h y ide dot com and i'll try to remember to do this at the end of the show so you can get a pencil by then <laughs> okay kathy um when you were here in texas just <clears throat> how long ago was that Oh, maybe a month ago. Yeah, what was it in I, I was thinking it was in August, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Yes, I thought it was in August. Time yep. time has uh flown <laughs> by. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we had we had um uh, roadblocks. <laughs> Quite the adventure. With the adventure, I can't think of anyone I would rather spend time with if you're having bumps in the road. It changed our schedule, but it ended up being a wonderful time with Kathy, my husband, and I. Yep, yep. Uh, the first time I met Kathy face-to-face was at a retreat that Janice mm-hmm. Thompson hosted down uh, north of Houston, uh, south of Huntsville, right at the edge of the Sam Houston National Forest, and uh, that was a wonderful time we had together too. And we, did you go to the second one? You were at both, weren't you? Uh, no, I only went to the one, and and I I remember your drama so clearly. <laughs> it was just so lovely. I just really enjoyed that a lot. Of course, I love drama anyway, but yours was just yeah. so inspirational and fun. I think I did Esther, didn't I? Probably. Yes. For such a time as this, yes. Yes. Uh, but we, so Kathy and I have spent time, quality time together, and become really good friends. Now, Kathy, tell us kind of what's going on in your in your life. Uh, well, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on in my life. Um, I, well, let's see. I, um, do an hour show. <laughs> so, right, so right. The, the main thing, you know, is is still. I, I've been a freelance editor since uh, 1998, and uh, full time when when I lost my day job, and uh, and I, I just really enjoy it. I, I've been writing for a while as of you know when I I lost my day job, and and when my husband said, well, maybe this is an opportunity for you to do something different. What would you do with your life for a living if you could do anything? And I immediately said, well, I'd write. But um, we just bought a house in Southern California based on that 30-year careers income. Uh, we're going to lose the house if 
if I try to make a living with writing right away. And he said, well, what would your second choice be? And I, I said, I thought about it for a minute and said, you know, I really like what I do with my critique group, and, and, and they seem to like what I, I do for them. And he said, why don't you see if you can turn that into a career? And, you know, I, I really felt God speaking through that, and so I gave it a shot, and it became uh, very successful for me. And I found out that I actually enjoy editing even more than writing. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, tell us about, too, we didn't have it on here, the, the, you have a, a, a book about editing that authors can use. Well, I have the, the proofreading secrets of best-selling authors. Um, it, 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 a little bit of difference between editing and proofreading. Um, with editing, you're kind of looking at the whole manuscript. How can it be uh, restructured, reorganized? How can you take, if it's fiction, how can you take your characters, make them more alive, more three-dimensional, um, you know, move people along in your story? There's a lot of things involved in editing. But the proofreading is just the basics. It's catching typos, inconsistencies, inaccuracies, um, and also going through for punctuation, usage, grammar, and spelling according to the industry standard guidelines for books or if you're writing a magazine article for magazines. And so my proofreading secrets of best-selling authors has tips from real, live, best-selling authors who I happen to know, uh, such as Ms. Lena Dooley um, and, and several others. And then it also has um, the industry standard rules for punctuation, usage, grammar, and spelling that you can look for in your own manuscript. Okay. That's, but you, you, came, so you came out with a, a, a book first that just had the grammar and all of that in it. Right. I, I in, several years ago came out with a book called Polishing the Pugs, Punctuation, Usage, That's Grammar, it. and Spelling. Um, and I self-published that just for, you know, the few authors and editors I knew that I thought could use it. And it just became so popular that uh, I did get a traditional publisher who was interested in it. Um, but they said, we really got to change that name. Polishing the Pugs? People are going to think that's about washing your dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you incorporated that in the... Uh, book about uh, best-selling. Uh, right, best right. I, I took the section on punctuation, usage, grammar, and spelling from the Polishing the Pugs book, updated it because the Chicago Manual had come out with a new edition by then. And uh, so I updated it. I added a few new um, punctuation, usage, grammar, and spelling rules. And then I added uh, that section of tips from best-selling multi-published authors on how they proofread for typos, inconsistencies, and inaccuracies. So they're getting the whole package with that book. Absolutely, you get so much. And, and it really just highlights the areas of punctuation, usage, grammar, and spelling that I've found writers struggle with the most. And I do reference the Chicago Manual of Style for book publishing and also the Associated Press Style book for uh, newspapers and journalistic style magazines so that uh, if uh, you know, someone who's using the book wants to look up the rule in the industry standard guidebooks, they can do that. Good, good. Excuse me. It's, um, we've got, we have a lot of pollen, I mean, a lot of dust and pollen in the air, so I, and I have allergies. I'm going to have to cough. Okay. Nope. 
excuse me. Um, the also we want to we want authors need the kind of help that you can give, and the people that you have put together in that network you have of of editors right. and and uh, so a lot of the listeners to the show are authors, and they they need to um, listen to some of the things you have to say. One of the things uh, I want I want to uh, you to talk about the topic that you sent, God's calling to write and His timing. That is so good mm. because His timing is never our timing, <laughs> but He's never. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> and yeah. yet, you know, sometimes we can look back in retrospect and say, "Oh, I see why God didn't do this." At that time, I see why I needed to wait. Not always. We don't always see that. And, and so I think that, you know, it, it puts us in a position of saying, okay, well, I see enough times when I can see how that happened for the best that I'm just going to trust God that you know what's best for me in these other areas that I don't see it. But um, one example is, is my fiction lover's devotionals. I had the idea for that probably 20 years ago. And I contacted the authors I knew who wrote fiction, and I said, I've got this idea for devotional that has short fiction stories, and I haven't seen anything like that out there. Um, I would love to get something like that. Fiction is so popular in, in the Christian market, and, and, you know, and devotionals, you know, everybody loves a devotional. Wouldn't it be cool if we could put that together so that people who love fiction could read something in their quiet time besides maybe a chapter from their favorite novel? You know, that just doesn't seem appropriate but they could still read fiction. And so I collected a few stories and I, I pitched it to all the publishers I knew, all the agents I knew, all the people I met at every single writer's conference I went to, and I got nothing. I got, well, you know, devotionals don't sell or compilations don't sell or, you know, we just don't know what to do with it. It's, it's devotional, but it's fiction. Uh, how do we market that? What genre would it even be in? And so I just got nothing for years, and I was just, but God, I thought this was, this was your idea. I love the stories I've received from people. This is such a great idea. Why is this not happening? And when I finally did find a, um, a publisher who saw my vision for it and said, yes, we want to do this, by that time, after you know, 20 years or whatever of, of having this idea on the back burner, the publisher I got was fairly new, um, but they did this amazingly beautiful job of putting the books into these gorgeous little hardcover gift books. The front cover is debossed. It's got a beautiful little ribbon page marker. It's full-color interior. It's absolutely gorgeous. And that publisher didn't exist 20 years ago. And in addition, after 20 years in the industry, I knew more authors that I could get stories from. I had a bigger social media platform, so I had a much better um, way of getting the word out about these books. Um, and I was a better editor than I was 20 years ago. And so all of the things that were required to make this series successful were things that God was working on over the last 20 years so that when the time was right for them to come out, I, I had all the things that he knew I was going to need. Right. Uh, I've, I've seen that in my own life where, you know, I, I would have this job and then – that job led to what I that 
built skills in me so that the next one, because yes. I, I, I wrote curriculum for accelerated Christian education. I mean, I didn't write the actual uh, subject matter, but I took their subject matter and turned it into video uh, computer interactive curriculum. And so I learned a lot doing that, you know, and then I, and then the books took off and, and you know, and everything I've learned, everything I've done has made me more skilled for the next thing. I, Absolutely, I yeah. At my critique group this last uh, week, I was telling them, I, you know, I've hosted a critique group in my home for over 25 years. I was, I said, uh, you learn, you're learning. Every, all of you are learning. There will be things that you have never heard of in your learning, but I said, I'm learning too. When you quit learning, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. you start going <laughs> backwards. And I am not a Absolutely. backwards person. <laughs> I'm a forward person. You so, bet. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's talk about, because you are involved in two now, uh, fairly major. One is major and one is going to be major. Uh, Christian Writers Conferences. What is the value of t attending a Writers Conference? Oh, writers Conferences are such amazing experiences. Um, if you've never been to one, um, there's just no way to fully describe the impact of it. Um, different conferences have different focuses. Some are just solely on the craft. And you know, you, whether you're a beginning writer and you need to learn the basics of the craft, or you're a more intermediate or even advanced author, there's, like you said, there's always something you can you can learn, something new that you can do. And so, um, you know, if if you want to really focus on craft, it's great to go to one of these conferences that that's their main focus. Other conferences will invite agents and book publisher representatives, acquisitions editors from book publishing houses, the people who make the decision, well, make, at least make the initial decision of um, what books will be presented to the committee or what books will be published. You get one-on-one, face-to-face time with these people. At some conferences, like the Mount Hermon Conference, you can submit a sample of your writing in advance and it will be looked at by um, either an agent or publisher if you're ready for that or by a multi-published established author who can look at your material and in the case of the agent or publisher can decide whether this is something that would fit with their house and that they're interested in or in the case of the professional authors you can find out you can get personalized tips on what's working, what's not, what you could do to improve your manuscript, where to go next with your with your career. And um, at every writer's conference I go to, every Christian writer's conference, there are divine appointments. There are moments in the conference that you just can tell God orchestrated that opportunity for you to meet that person at that particular time to get the message from God of what he wants you to do next where he wants you to go, what needs to be done with your writing. It's just amazing. Yes. And and in addition to that, Kathy, one of my favorite things about conferences, I, I mean, I love meeting the editors and the agents and, and learning from other 
more uh, experienced authors and that kind of thing. But I like being in a room full of people who don't think I'm crazy because yes. they're a writer too. <laughs> and yes. I, and, and we establish friendships often yes. online and never meet. But when we go yes. to the conference, you go, oh, and and it's I know the what was the first ACFW conference. I don't. I mean, it was ACRW then. Uh, right. Conference was in Kansas was City. Were you there? Yep. Okay. Uh, when when the uh, guy who came to the airport to pick up people, he picked me up, and then he went to another airline to pick up someone else, and um, it was Pamela Hancock Murray. I did not oh. know who she was because I didn't know right. what she looked like. But I knew her online, and so I said, are you going to the ACRW conference? And she said, yeah, I'm Tamil Hancock-Murray. And I went, I'm Lena Nelson-Dooley. And we were hugging and laughing, and <laughs> and the guy looked at us like, you know. And he, yeah. said, he said, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on at the hotel. What What is <laughs> I said, we have – we have been friends online for a while, but never yes. met each other. It's like going to a family reunion and meeting to face a cousin that you've known about for years yes. kind of thing. Absolutely. I remember that first conference. It was so fun to, you know, when you actually got to the conference, we all had name tags. And to look at the name tags and go, oh, I know you, I know you. And just to yeah. be able to hug and each other in person, and even if you're not in an online, you know, loop of some kind where you've met authors, you know, or even Facebook, you know, places like that now that we have, um, where you can meet people without ever actually meeting them face to face. Even if you don't have that, to be in a room full of people who get you, people who understand yeah. your passion to write, um, you know, when you're among the the other non-writer normal people, um, normal. you know, they, they tend to look at you like, wait, how much time have you spent working on that manuscript and it's still not published? It's been like six months. You know, I mean, they just don't understand how long it takes really to write a book or, or why you would bother investing that kind of time and effort. And you get to a writer's conference and you're surrounded by kindred spirits. You're surrounded by people who actually care where the comma should go um, and, you know, who actually care about writing and who actually actually get how hard it is to, you know, to create a complete manuscript, who get how fun it is to create something out of nothing, to create characters that feel so real to you that, you know, you, you swear you could bump into them on the street. You know, at a writer's conference, you get with people who understand that and who really um, can connect with you. And, and you can get so much great advice, even just from fellow authors. Um, besides, you know, you've got the workshops, you've got the, the main um, general sessions. There's just so much you can get from a conference. And there's the sitting out in the lobby and, and visiting, drinking Cokes and, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm married to a normal. Are you married to a normal? I'm married to an engineer. Well, he's as practical as you can get. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He, he. Mine. Mine is as far away from a writer, <laughs> you know. And one day, um, when I was writing uh, La Fangio in Golden, New Mexico, which now has, uh, I've got the rights back to it, and I have published it as the Gold Digger. And uh, anyway, I was, I was. We were eating lunch, and all of a sudden, 
an idea dropped into my head. I, I really believe they are gifts from God when that happens. Well, yeah. When you know when you are praying for your book and 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 so I went, I know what Jeremiah's going to do. Mm-hmm. James looked at me and said, Jeremiah, we don't know a Jeremiah. Who's Jeremiah? <laughs> and I said, he's he's in my book. He's the hero of my book. And he looked at me just square in the eye and he went, writers think weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes, was, we do. And actually, actually, the first manuscript I wrote, uh, I he had ne- he had never read fiction. I bought his dad a novel for his birthday, mm. and uh, he said, "Well, if you think Daddy would like to read that, I want to read it." And I thought, "Okay, you've never read a novel," but I said, "I have yeah. a copy of my own here," so I gave it to him, and it took him probably six months to read it. He's not he's mm-hmm. he's you know, but anyway, so I said, "Okay, you have now read a novel. You have got to read my manuscript." And he goes, I don't want to read some <laughs> dumb old love story, you know. Right, it's, right. It's more than a love story, you know. And he, so I gave it to him, and he read it in two days. I was just mm-hmm. shocked, you know. Yeah. And then he put on on the cover, he said, I uh, I liked it, you know. And so I, I told him, I said, well, you, you said what you thought – I wanted to hear, which I'm glad you said it. Yeah. But I said, what did you really think about it? And he said, well, how did you know that when this happened, he would do this? And how did you know da-da-da-da-da-da? And then he said, how did you have enough words to fill a book? (laughs) And and I told him, I said, you've been married to me all this time. We've been married Uh for years, 25 maybe. He said, I said, you've been married to me all this time, and you don't know I have enough words to fill a book. (laughs) (laughs) But it just blows his mind to think of someone filling that many pages. Well, and it can feel daunting. You know, when you, even if God has given you an idea and you think, oh, I think this would make a great book, you sit down at the computer or even with, you know, a a spiral notebook, and all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, I, I have to come up with the right words. I, I have to figure out how to do this. And it can be intimidating. And so what I love to tell, especially new writers, is when you go to write something, shut up your internal editor. You know, put it in a closet. You know, put it away somewhere. Let yourself write whatever comes to your mind. Use the right side, the creative side of your brain. Use your heart to just pour words on the page. And then after you've done that, then let the little internal editor, which lives in the left side of your brain, that analytical side, let that editor have at it and then change whatever needs to be changed, move things around, fix things, cut a lot of it out probably, um, and, you know, and do what you can to, to, to take that. But you can be stifled in just writing that first draft if you don't keep your internal editor muffled. Um, but once you do that and once you've, you've got it the best you can do, get involved in a critique group. If you don't know of one, go to a writer's conference. You'll find people you know, who maybe live locally or that you can uh, communicate with by email and send your manuscripts that way. Show it to somebody else. It's great to show it to your family, but they'll all say, yeah, it's perfect. I love it, you know, which you need. You need that encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. But to really improve it, 
show it to fellow authors who maybe they've learned some things about writing that you don't know, and you can pass your information back and forth. And then go to a writer's conference, do some workshops, learn the craft, you know, polish what you do, and then maybe hire a professional editor. Um, if you're interested in a professional editor, you can contact me, um, Kathy at KathyEyed.com, or you can go to Christian Editor Connection, which is ChristianEditor.com, and we have a database of screened, established professional editors with various specialties. So you can fill out the form for authors seeking editors at christianeditor.com and we'll connect you with editors who match the type of editing you're looking for and the genre you're writing in and you can then connect with them and choose the one that you believe God wants you to work with. Yes, all of that is excellent, excellent, excellent advice, Kathy. That blank page in front of you can be intimidating. Hmm. Even and then if you if you feel like okay, I've been writing for a while and I really can I I can relate to what Kathy said. I like editing more than writing. Um, you might want to consider becoming a freelance editor yourself. If you if you either are an editor already or you think you might be interested in becoming one, that's where the Christian Pen comes in. The Christian Pen, which is thechristianpen.com, um, we offer all kinds of ways for aspiring editors to uh, start their business and become successful, as well as for intermediate and advanced editors to improve their business, improve their craft. Um, we have the Penn Institute, which has all kinds of online courses, and we have an annual and conference for editors called PennCon. And we're running out of time. Uh, listeners, so soon. Kathy also can be found on all kinds of social media, Facebook, Twitter, so go to her website, and you can find all of it. And, Kathy, I thank you for being with me today. Oh, thank you, Lena. It's been so much fun. I know. Now we're going to have to do an hour one in a few months. <laughs> I think so, because we have more things to talk about. Yeah, yes, we do. I knew it would do be that way. We would end up <laughs> uh, pushing it, but that's okay. Um, I am praying for you in your new endeavors. I appreciate and, uh, that very much. Keep me up on what's going on. I absolutely will be in touch. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless you, Lena. Thank you.